This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're finally at that hot new spot. The one your friends keep raving about. Sitting across from your date. It's going... Another round? Really well. And that dish you've been dying to try? Oh, it's headed your way. You can smell it. Hear it sizzling fresh off that skillet as it comes closer, closer, and served. Go ahead. Enjoy. After your phone sneaks a bite first. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fellow Fox fans, how are we doing? Uh, 
better than me, I hope, because I'm sat here uh, under the desk because you can never see us only from sort of the waist up. And I could be in my pajamas from there downwards, but um, I've got everything crossed because at the moment I'm not sure how this is going. I've, I've updated a few things today. And you know what they say you should never update things when they're not broken. But I have. So fingers crossed that this is actually going to work. Um, this is Lester Till I Die TV. You can catch us on Facebook, the group, Lester Till I Die. Um, if you're on the old Twitter sphere, at Lester TID. And if you're on YouTube, we are on Lester Till I Die TV. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give us um, a subscribe. We'd be grateful forever. Click that notification button and smash those likes. Uh, like I say, I would be extremely grateful. So, um, inspired by the England win the other week? <laughs> I wasn't either. My God, is this what we've got to look forward to? Well, if you're not looking forward to the Euros, at least you've got Lester Till I Die to look forward to. Lester Till I Die TV. The home of the FA Cup winners 2021. Oh, and we have a Premier League trophy too. Now again, did that work? I know not. <laughs> it didn't at this end, fingers crossed. Anyway, we are going to be um, special shows during the off-season. I don't even know what I'm saying now. We've got some special shows coming up, and we're going to have a look back at last season, and we're going to invite a few friends from other channels along, uh, usually those that have done worse than us, so we can laugh at them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, <laughs> We'll discuss their season, our season, the whole season, and what we thought. And I, I haven't invited this guy on because I want to laugh at him. I actually have a soft spot for Burnley, having lived there for sort of 20-odd years. So let's bring him in, uh, Dan, from the uh, Burnley uh, fan. Good evening, Dan. How's it going, Chris? You all right? Yeah, not so bad, thank you very much. I will if this works, uh, okay. I don't know how it's, it's looking all at right so far. The videos have come <laughs> on, it's been absolutely fine. <laughs> it doesn't show it properly at my end. But, hey, mate, you've got all some new channels out. Give you give you all your uh, channels and places a shout-out. So, yeah, I was originally through uh, Cricketfield NTV, which we have now rebranded and become Turf Moor House TV. More else because of the last name. And the brewery, I need to find out about that, as we said. As we've said, but yeah. yeah, it's my last name, and I thought stick turf more in it. Why not rebrand, go again on my own? Uh, I'm looking forward to the venture. Uh, it's something mm. that I can, you know, I can put a lot more content out and a lot more time into it. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow us, uh, head over to at Turf More House on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously on YouTube. Is it a bit sad that one of the things I most remember about Burnley is the, is the breweries? <laughs> no, not at all. That's all we had to go off round here. That's it. <laughs> I tell you what, it was, um, although I, I worked in Blackburn a bit, although I lived in Burnley, and I know that's a bit like a, a no-no, but um, because is, is the Thwaites building still, are they still brewing from Blackburn? Uh, I'm not sure. If, if Last thing I remember is it the uh, Thwaites brewery is closed down now. Has it? Wow. It's because I left, still you there. see. <laughs> yeah, I left. It's not, not much income coming in. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to say good evening to Andy, a Leicester fan. Now, he, I wasn't going to mention this, but seeing as he has mentioned it, and I, you must get this all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it in the middle of Liverpool. Me and the missus, uh, a couple of them, probably, what, about a month and a half back, ended up saying, come on, we'll go to where, to where docks are, because I'd never been. 
Um, yeah. So we went, and there were a group of girls just piled out of this sort of like bar in the middle of the day. Oh my God, it's Ed Sheeran. I'm like, no, 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 not having it. To be fair, somebody at work says I look like Seth Rogen. So I'll, <laughs> I'll take what I can get, mate. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I'm gonna say is when you when you when you get to my age and look like me and they say I look like the Michelin man, then you've got to worry. So take <laughs> Seth and uh, and Ed how you can do, mate. Hey Chris, but, it's, a, it's um, one of those like what you said. Uh, you know, if they could see the bottom half, they probably would say the same thing. <laughs> I've never seen Ed Sheeran's bottom half, so let's not go there, shall <laughs> we not? <You> know. <laughs> I'll leave that for you, for, for you to, to think about. But uh, we're not looking back at last season, and I've got to be honest with you, like I said, I mean, I lived in Burnley, as, as I've said many, many times for sort of 20 odd years, and I do. My kids grew up, um, the first games they saw were were Leicester versus Burnley. I think you were then known as Burnley Nil because it was the Chris Waddle years. And, oh. um, yeah, not not the best time to be a Burnley fan, Definitely was it? Definitely not. Definitely not. No. But um, what what happened, basically? I've, got to, I've just got to ask you those, those two words. What happened? Last season was one of those for us that was it, it, probably one of the scariest seasons we've had as uh, as fans. Uh, obviously, we weren't weren't able to be there to try and get behind and be that twelfth man. Which you know, for a team like Burnley in in such an old style stadium, yeah. it's you know when when the fans get behind the team, it it, it echoes and it does ring. You know, the, the town buzzes yeah. from it. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's a big loss. I mean, you. I know we said about stats that and things like that off off camera, and the one stat yeah. that you know everyone speaks about is you know the most away wins. In, in a season for you know for teams, um, so yeah, usually Turf Moor's a bit of a fortress. Hasn't been. I mean, I know we started the season with plagued with injuries. Uh, that on top of such a depleted squad, and a squad that's you know just carrying legs basically. Yeah, um, it was difficult. And like I say, two. Uh, I think it was two points out of seven games at the beginning. Was uh, a bit difficult. Was really difficult to take. And to be honest, I, I honestly thought this is the season that that that's it. You know, we we've been found out. We're, we're on the way down. And again, like everybody always says, you, you'll be right. You'll be right. Sean Dash will find something, and he did. So um, I don't think that'll happen again next season. I think obviously there's got to be a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, an, an it's going to be an interesting summer for us fans. Put it that way. Yeah, Miss Molina. Good evening. Why aren't you at work? You should. What time is it up in uh, in over in Canada? It's ten past two. You should be working. Honestly, these uh, these youngsters they can't keep off the phones when they you know. Even I, at I work. can't believe she told you she'd not saved you anything from that food. Oh well, I know. Sir. And I thought I was a friend, and she did not save me a food. I mean, you know. How horrible is that? That's, it's just that's no can- need, Mel. No need yeah. at all. No, that's Canadians for you, though, isn't it? You know, I've never... Uh... <laughs> Here we go. Here we... I'll tell you what, I'm not using your bank, Malene, if you're working, but you've got the stream open. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got to be honest with you, I, I did pretty much a similar job working from home until until I until I no longer am working, but... Um... 
Yeah, it's very easy to do when you're working from home, I must admit. Andy, we got your question, and we'll uh, we'll come on to that later about a, a certain uh, Burnley defender. But um, yeah, I mean, we we didn't sort of spend much in in January. I don't think you spent anything at all, did you? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm. And it's only just come out now that you know a lot of people was sort of at the board, which mm. is a bit unfair in my opinion because the you know the new board, the new chairman had, had sort of only just took took over at the beginning or back end of December, beginning of August. So they were still in that transitional period. Uh, for that to then, you know, people were then saying sort of, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to chuck money at it? You know, what this guy's got a Wall Street background. Oh, mm. you know, it, like money's just going to pop up out of thin air. And it didn't. And it's come out recently that it was Sean Dash that said, you know, the players, there's players on the market, don't get me wrong, but those mm. players aren't good enough to strengthen Bur the, the Burnley team. So yes. for him to come out and say that, you know, give fans a bit more of a like, well, they shouldn't have been at the, you know, knocking on the board's door, so to speak, when that was your opportunity. But yes. it's not. This summer is the opportunity. They've had chance. They've had a good, good couple of months to sort of get the feet in the door, uh, get comfy, start to work out finances. Now that the season's over, the TV money, everything else. And they can look at what they can give Dash, and that's if Dash is still here. I mean, I'm guessing we'll probably have that chat as well later. But um... <laughs> we haven't, but we can by certainly. I mean, I make a note of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we, we, and I and I, I I agree. It's very difficult um, because I think once they think a club's got money, and, and we we discovered this when we won the Premier League, that. Prices that we were asking for, you know, when we went to inquire about places, there was only another five, ten million added on, because like, oh, you, you know, you can you can afford it now, and you got rich owners, you've won the league, and and we bought a lot of players, couple that we've still got that we can't get rid of that just were useless. So it's okay having the money, but it's getting the right players. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've struggled with things like that. Um, I mean, look at our summer window. We signed a third-choice goalkeeper who last, the season before last was on loan at Ipswich. And we signed Dale Stevens from Brighton, who was, you know, he wasn't getting game time. He'd been pushed out by the likes of Bissouma and, you know, Pascal Gross and players like that. He weren't yeah. going to get in there. He was 32. Burnley was his, pretty much his last chance to learn at Premier League football. But we wanted him four years ago when he were probably, you know, had a bit of legs he's, since coming in. He's he's done nothing when he's played and not a lot of people think much of him, to be fair. Um, Andy has got a fixation here and you need to get out more, Andy, because you ask every guest I have on, you ask if they're one of them on the masked answer. <laughs> and, um it's going to be a, it's going to be one of the that has got to be worse than I sooner watch Arsenal play and that is saying something. I'm thinking <laughs> he's I'm thinking he's only saying that because the car wash guy is sort of like a claret and bluey sort of colour. It's like a red and blue. Oh, is it? Oh, oh my god, you don't watch it as well, do you? you see, I wouldn't. No, have known I was that. flicking through the TV the other day and it yeah. came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we used to use that excuse, like, you know, for Babe Station and things like that, didn't we? <laughs> Honest, dear, I was just flicking through the channels, you know. <laughs> Don't know who this is, Facebook user. Personally, think Burley doing all right for a team that's going to sit around mid table, but best you wish own, you had owners like ours. 
I think everybody does, don't they? In fairness, yeah. You know? I mean, you you look at the you look at the togetherness. You know, it's not even just mm. about having an owner that is coming and put money in and things like that. Because if that was the case, you could look at the situation that was at Bournemouth. Um, yeah. You know, the get you know when they got promoted and you saw him come on Sky and you know ends up swearing, he's walking into a room like this, and everyone's yeah. thinking, you know what? Yeah, fair enough that it, it's decent enough, but the the solidarity, the togetherness. The fact that everybody works for each other at that club, mm. at your club, sorry, um, mm. and you know it's it, it's nice to see from outside as well because it, I, I think, think at the moment when you look at it, Leicester are a mm. team that, that you just can't hate. No, no, that, that that's that's nice. Thank you for that. Um, pe- pe- people, don't some Chelsea fans might hate us at the moment, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because. Again, during the season of um, when we won the league, if you anybody other than a Tottenham fan wanted us to win it, and I think it was the yep. same with the FA Cup this year, everybody sort of other than Chelsea fans really wanted us to win the FA Cup. That said, we we, we soon lost it when when we when we sat Ranieri. But yeah, <coughs> it is. I think I think what what I like about the fact that the owners we've got, and we weren't sure when we got them in, and it took you know took a few things that they did, like buying the stadium back for us. And they, they didn't do anything without checking with the fans first. But I think it gives hope to all clubs. You know, yes, we've got rich owners like yourselves and, uh, um, with these new people, but they're not Man City rich. No. You know, they're not Chelsea rich, but. It, it takes us up just one one step up the ladder, sort of thing, and and you know it gives hope that because I don't think I don't still count Leicester as particularly as a big club, and I don't think we'll ever be seen as a as a big club, but it gives the likes of say like the Burnleys and the Villas and the Palaces hope that it could be them one day. Well, yeah, and I think obviously I know you said that if we've got time, we'll touch on the Super League, and that's pretty much what you you know. Uh, pretty much fits into what you're saying there. It gives teams like yeah. us, Villa, I mean, people still go on about Leeds being a big club. No, they, 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 they've had the heyday. We've had our heyday in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But does that mean we're a big club? No, because we don't. Mm. We get still talked about as little old Burnley that are punching above their yeah. weight. But, you know, teams like Leeds and Newcastle and stuff that have dropped down divisions and then come back, they're still massive, apparently. So <laughs> it, it really annoys like- me things like that. I agree totally. And I did used to remind the uh, Spurs and Arsenal fans when I was on these shows that, um, you know, Blackpool used to be a big club once and Bolton and Burnley, if you go back far enough. But it is something, at least it's something that Spurs and Arsenal have got in common now that, you know, they're they're both (laughs) crap. You know, but I I didn't realise until I looked today, and I'm sorry, like I say, it's not going to be good reading for you, some of these uh, things. Fair enough. Didn't I didn't realise you sort of were where you were, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, there was three worse teams than you, and I don't think you were necessarily ever in danger of going down, but 17th, I, I, I hadn't realised you were that, that far. I mean, had Fulham gone on a better run, you know, when they went on that good run, if they carried it on, you might have been in trouble. Oh, massively. I mean, we played Fulham our probably... Third, I think it was our third to last game of the season and you know they had to win they had to win but uh, you know we turned them over 2-0 um, I mean you could see the fit on the face of Scott Parker who was already dejected it was a sort of 
we we just come off the back of I think we got beat at Leeds, remember rightly, and then and then yeah. played Fulham, um, and then like I say after that we suffered the loss to Liverpool, we suffered the loss on the last day of the season away at Sheffield United, you know, and that yeah. them two losses, and teams like Brighton nicking the odd point and Southampton nicking the odd point here and there, you know, is is where it got us to seventeenth. I've always said, I've always said as a Burnley fan, stop punching above your weight. Because a lot of people sort of sit there and go, oh, well, that team that we've got, that we've had for three or four seasons, finished sixth, sixth or seventh or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, they might have done, but we're a team at that time that punched above our weight. That's like asking you guys after winning the league to go on and win it consecutive years in a row. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not gonna happen it, it, no. it happens once in a blue moon. And, and, and yes. speaking of blue moons, they're the only ones that Flaming have had it done to them. But... <laughs> But in 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 regards to Burnley, I think seventeen and seventeenth and above every season is is it's a solid foundation. I think even for any yeah. club, yeah. Uh, staying in the division has to be key. Yes, there has to be a time where you need to sort of you know you need to branch out a little. You need to think right. Well, we should be a, a mid-table team, and if we get anything above that, you know, I've always said I'd take thirteenth, mm. fourteenth every season. Now that that'd be great for 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 me, but um, I'm hoping, as I say, for a strong summer this year, and we can be mid-table. But who knows what happens? It's all about calculated risks, and you know, money yeah. here and there in it. And that's that's the difficulty, isn't it? At the moment, I think is is the risk with the money because we do know how quickly it can go wrong, and you yeah. know, there's there's been that lack of income, which I was I know I don't know how busy this transfer window is going to be because I don't think the money is there. I mean, our owners they've said they're obviously following on from the FA Cup that they are going to back us and put and put the money in, but you know they're they're in the travel industry well you know nobody's traveling so you know it is a, a little bit worrying i'm going to be honest with you but i mean i i can remember when you know um, you, you probably don't remember this, but when we had martin o'neill as a manager and we yeah. and we we came up um through the playoffs and we had a good season. We, I think we had three. We did have three League Cup finals. We won two. Um, we never flirted with relegation. But the start of every season, I always said, "I'll take seventeenth and above." No, that, that's the that's and, the main thing. Yeah, and as Andy, Andy says, said, there, staying in the prem. Yeah, that is the number one priority, isn't it? You know, but yeah. you do get some squeaky bum times. But all credit, all credit in fairness to Burnley, because that was the problem with Ranieri. After we won the league, we were sat, I think it was 17th or 18th, and he probably did have to go as much. You know, I would, I would have that guy's babies. I love the guy, obviously, but he had to go at that point. But Sondash, I like Sondash. I think he's an excellent manager. He's been linked with Leicester a few times. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was good that the panic button wasn't pressed and you didn't get rid of him because it would have been very easy to do. Yeah, that season we went down. I mean, the season he came in, there were a lot of questions. I'll hold my hand up. I was one of the doubters thinking, this mm. is a guy you've brought in that didn't really have much time at Watford. And I understand, you know, he, he literally did every single job at Watford from... You know, first team coach, youth coach, assistant under Malky Mackay, and then went on to become first team gaffer. But, you know, then obviously the Pozzo family came in, and it was a case of, right, well, we don't want you here. You know, and they went for, they brought Zola in, and 
and think things sort of changed at that point. But you know, this is a gaffer that hadn't been given a chance, and you know, we took that chance on him. To be fair, I was I was there thinking at that point, people like Pardew, people like Big Sam at, at that time uh, would have been brilliant because we'd just come off the back of, yeah. like you say, um, it was it, Brian Laws. Jesus, don't even get me going oh. into that guy. I, mean, um, I remember Brian Laws. I, uh, who, was, who was manager? When I first moved there, I actually was working with his wife and I can't remember the guy's first name, Tennant. Somebody Tennant? Oh, Stan, Stan Turnant. Stan Turnant, that's it, Stan Turnant, yeah. My God, I'm I'm feeling old now. <laughs> oh, he's, he's one of the best managers to ever grace the dugout at Turf Moor, in my opinion, for what he did. To, um, mm. You know, I know he inherited, inherited a team, um, but he, he, he sort of, it was that old school feel you got with Stan that was, he ran the club. Like the chairman could walk in and say, Stan, I'm only giving you 100k. And he's like, Well, I ain't, that's not going to help me put anything on the pitch. 200 or I'll walk. Yeah. Uh, and, and he sort of used to tell the chairman what to do. And in the <laughs> yeah. end, you know, it, in the end, after such a long reign, I mean, it, I cried as a kid when, when it was his final game and he was doing lap of honour out pitch, you know, because it was one of those. It, it's all I'd known was sort of the Stan Turnant days from recollection. Yes. But what what a guy you were, and, it, and he's a character. He's a proper character off the pitch yes. as well. He's I've uh, been at a few sort of like vintage Clarets events, and we've played against them. I've played against them myself, and yeah. um, he he wasn't playing. He was the, their manager. But when we went to the cricket club afterwards and had a few drinks, I mean, wow! The, when you see a bloke yeah. like that that you've idolised stood there going, "I was having a scrap with someone," and the next minute he did. This, we were a tussling, and my pants <laughs> fell around my ankles, but. <laughs> He talks with his hands. So yeah. when he's saying his pants went round his ankles, he literally undid his pants and pulled them round <laughs> his ankles. And he's there at boxer saying, I was stood like this. I'm stood like this. And we were like, like what's going on? Like, Stan Turner is <laughs> stood in the middle of a pub in his boxers. What's going on? You you would never get Klopp or Pep doing that, would you? Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Stan strikes me as such, an, such a Mark Bassett character. Yeah, I can remember. I, I was working at the just a sidetrack. I was working at the Burnley Express when I first came. Well, at the time, and um, I uh, we actually, I think we, we'd got promoted or or, or won the or something. We were doing, we're doing it was all the papers do a promotion special or something. Oh, was that um, in Millennium? That was at the Millennium, weren't it? When they came up from Division One. Could have been. Two, could, have been could have been. But. Uh, <coughs> but his wife, I think it was Catherine, was it his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy, yeah. She, she, she was working. And I, I was sort of, had only just sort of started there. So it was one of my first things. And she's saying, right, let's go through this and I'll talk you through it. And she was saying, right, ring this person and I'll ring that company. They'll advertise and do that one. They'll have an advert with you. And I turned around to her after a while and said, how do you know all these companies will support, you know, a thing on Burnley? And she went, you are joking me, aren't you? And I went... No, I said you don't know who I am. One of those difficult, like you don't know who I am. I went, no idea, <laughs> you know. And it was it happened to be uh, happened to be Stan's wife, but uh, <laughs> but um, I digress. A lovely, lovely, lovely lady, lovely lady. But um, I know, as I say, it's all about staying staying up. I mean, you know, you've got to get consistency. And in fairness, although it was disappointing, and and I'll ask you this in a second uh, with with Leicester twice not finishing in the top four. But, you know, last season you were 10th. This season you were 17th. 
it's got to be a worry though, hasn't it? Yeah, massively. Like I say, um, the, the lack of investment that we had, we, you know, the chairman at the time, Mark Garlic, kept reiterating that oh, the money that we've got in the bank that's in the club coffers will, you know, support this club for 10 years. But mm. I'm not being funny, but if you get if you give a manager money to progress in a league that you're in, then the, the repercussions and the financial benefits of that would also keep you, you know, afloat for longer than 10 years plus. Yes. But it wasn't a case of, he didn't want to take a risk. He didn't want to stretch the budget. And Dash was always talking about, it needs to be stretched. It, you know, they need, they need something to happen, but they, they were too busy, you know, trying to offer a, like half eaten half eaten chocolate bar and an empty pa- empty packet of crisps for players half of the time. I mean, I, I look back. At, um, we were linked with Andy Robertson. I think we had a, we'd agreed a transfer fee. He was going to join us from Hull, and last minute Liverpool came in, offered him the terms he wanted, and there you go. It's it, it's been it's been the same for a few players that we've we've sort of been looking at and then they've gone on elsewhere and become great I mean I, I could go back as far as Lee Dixon I mean wow. he, <laughs> yeah. he he was you know I think he had one game for Burnley in uh, at youth level and and the guy at the time said I'm sorry you, you're not you're not going to make it here and went on to be an Arsenal great so <laughs> yes yeah but when looking now at Leicester I mean there's a lot of Leicester fans are disappointed, and that's the word that I I would use. Where a lot of non Leicester fans have been accusing us of bottling it because twice we've sort of you know we've been in the top four for two seasons, thirty seven out of thirty eight weeks, and both times on the last week we've 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 come out. Now obviously we've got a cup, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, which kind of you know softens the blow. But when you look at Leicester, do you think yes we've bottled it, or do you think we're punching above our weight? Or no, definitely not. I think you had every mm. single right to be there. Um, mm. You you know you were getting the results. I mean, if if I want to single anybody out, players like Ian Acho, you know, cropping up with winners from out of nowhere, Oof. and the form that he mm. had at the end, towards the latter end of the season. Where did that phenomenal. come from? I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that when when you signed him, I was thinking, is he going to go on to so? Is he going to go on to something decent? You know, the fact that Man City yeah. have let him go is there anything in that? Yeah. That they didn't see anything, but you know, he started to come on and. And that that's good because you've got an aging Vardy in the squad now and yes. things like that. So it's good to see a bit of natural progression, meaning that you don't have to go further afield and go, right, well, we need to sign him, sign him and splash the money at it because they know you need a striker. Yes. So yeah. it's um, in regards to your league, in the league form, I wouldn't say you bottled it. I think it, when it gets to that sort of business end of the season, it's so difficult to tell which way results are going to go. I mean... How many wins Sheffield United had pulled out the bag once they had that big fat red R at the side of the name? Yeah, you know, it, if they didn't have that, it won't surprise me if they, they probably wouldn't have won those games. No, they it, makes, it makes a big for. difference because the, the pressure's off, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, it's massive. And like I say, Leicester for me, I feel I feel a bit unlucky for not unlucky. I feel a bit what's the word like? Yeah, yeah, sort of unlucky that because you didn't you didn't get there. But then on the flip side, as much as I don't like to admit it, that obviously Liverpool went on an incredible, you know, mm. back end of the season and pushed 
you know, really pushed on, which nobody wanted to see. Everyone was saying, you know, that that top four were set. City, United, Leicester, Chelsea. You know, stop the count. But it, it, it wasn't to be. Oh, I wish we could have stopped the car. I was, you know, I was uh, doing my best Trump impersonations about the last five or six weeks. I mean, in <laughs> fairness, though, when when you look at the table, Liverpool should have been there from the get go. They should have been there from the start. They shouldn't have had to come back strong at the end. And you know, the fact I think you know, the fact that you look at Leicester of fifth, West Ham was six. It was, I think, not the season that you can judge people by it's not the season to decide this is the season we're going to sack the manager because results are all over the place yeah yeah uh as you say going back to what you first said about liverpool i think for me the reason why they sort of faltered this year is because last year they pretty much put their neck on the line to win that title Mm. you know the fact that they've come close for the past couple of seasons and they've not you know they've sort of fallen at the last hurdle or it just wasn't meant to be. Um, so I think they put everything into it, blood, sweat and tears, and it's caught up with them this season. You know, I, I mean, they, they had a massive loss with uh, Van Dijk at the back, you know, who's, who's key, mm-hmm. key for yeah. a team like Liverpool. But, but yeah, um, it's, it's been a strange one. There's a lot of teams that you'd have expected to do better and they haven't. Um, but it's, it, it gave you guys a run and a platform to go on. Mm-hmm. And you know teams like West Ham as well. So you know, fair I mean, fair play to you. We, we we all said that you know we we would take the cup and fifth, which we which we got. And to be honest with you, I still wonder if the squad at the moment, when the question, like I said earlier, about who we're going to spend money on in the summer and have we got that money to spend? You know, we, we've got a young squad, and if we get into the Champions League and we get into a really difficult group. That you you know we, we get we get smashed every other week five nil and by Barcelona and Milan, but talking about smashing teams and I'm sorry to bring this up but it no was a good uh, <laughs> our our games last season I mean it was a it was a bit of a, a bit of a change around I mean you you, you gifted us I'm not going to be honest with you you helped us out in that first game um, with, with with the own goal um, I think it was only the second game into the season and like I can say it was weird. It was a weird season, but, you know, you went actually ahead. Chris Wood, as he always does, scores against us. Um, I I mean, I, I love Chris Wood. I've got to be honest with you, and I, I wish he'd stayed. I don't think he got his chance, but an emerging Jamie Vardy, unfortunately, probably meant, you know, he, he was destined to go. But um, you got to still be happy with him, though. Yeah, definitely Burnley's player of the season this year. Um, mm. Came on leaps and bounds. Uh, especially when our front two, as from the beginning of the season, wasn't firing. You can usually rely so much on Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes together. Yeah. You've got that sort of bullish forward that can knock it on for Wood, who can just run in off the shoulder and finish it. But it just wasn't meant to be this year for them two. Um, mm. It sort of just didn't work. Uh, we can see that off the field, Ashley Barnes has been having problems. He's recently been done for drink driving. Yeah. Um you know, and nobody knows the ins and outs. I, I, that That's what's sort of hit me a little, that fans are quick to say, get him out of the club now. They did it with, you know, but we had Joey Barton that had a bit of a bad reputation. Danny Drinkwater, when he came to us, you know, your former lad, you know, yes. had, a, had yeah. a reputation when he came. 
Um, and, he, and, he had a, and he had the worst one when he left, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, so you know, with, with you know, I feel, I feel bad in that aspect because a lot of you know, especially now where mental health's wrath, and that he's a player that's aging, he's coming towards the end of his career. All this stuff could be on his mind. Um, so yeah, it, people need to sort of pull the nose out a little bit and think about you know what's going through the player's mind at the moment as much yes. as it's a silly thing to do when we all know that nobody knows what's going on up here um but yeah fair play to chris wood him and matej vidra towards his latter end of the season have worked combined really really well uh it's given us a lot of chance to press sort of be um more attacking but then mm. as much as it's become a little bit more interesting to see and not as boring as it usually is it's meant that we are a lot more prone to conceding at the back, which has been, you know, especially when you've got a defence that's been an absolute stalwart for numerous seasons. And, yes. um, yeah, it, it, it sort of hurts when that happens. I mean, looking at that, I mean, the 4-2, the, the like I said, at the start of the season, and I don't think your season ever really took off. You know, you're not like, say... You know, I mean, Spurs were top at one point. They dropped away. Southampton were top at one point. They dropped right away. You never really, and I think it shows with that first game, you never really got going this season. The second game was different because we were looking at, you know, you were, you were down or thereabouts when, when, we, when we played you the second time. And it was the start, I think, of the, there was yourselves. Um, I think it was West Brom we were playing, and there was three teams down the bottom, uh, including yourself, who said, oh, this is going to be like, you know, the easiest nine points we're going to have all season. And then four minutes into the game, Vidra went and scored for you. Yeah, we're, it's we've had that, though, this season. We've had quite a few games where we've we've, we've pressed early on in the game, we've, we've mm. gone 1-0 up, and it's bit us in the backside. We can't see it out 90 minutes. Um, yeah. And to be fair we've sort of had a similar outcome to Fulham in a way where we've 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 pushed on, got that early goal and and we saw them towards the latter end of the season, you know, conceding in the dying minutes to uh, hey Rich, you're at conceding to, you know, the likes of, you know, Liverpool in you know, plus plus added minutes and things like that. It's, yeah. It's a signal. But we had it in two big games for me, uh, at the back end of the season, which was consecutively we had Southampton where we go 2-0 up and we end up losing 3-2 you know mm -hmm. at St Mary's um, it was that was a shock and then uh, and then Newcastle the Newcastle game at the turf oh that I know we only went 1-0 up but we lost that 2-1 and it was a, it was it was a, a, a game of two offs if, I know it sounds yeah. a bit cliche yeah. but as, as soon as Bruce bought, uh, brought St Maxim on I say maximum, sorry. Yeah. Um, it changed the game, and obviously you can understand why they went on to win it. I mean, we don't, yeah, don't, mention, we do lose points. don't mention Newcastle to us. They they stuffed it. They, they, I think they were one of the other teams, and they stuffed us for two. It's like, what? Where the hell did this come from? I mean, you. I don't know. You obviously don't study us that much, obviously, because we, you know, we're we're, we're, we're an opposition team. But we we could this season. We can go and beat Man City five two. We can go and lose to Fulham two nil or or five you know four two to Newcastle. And, you know, did you think, sort of, with that second game coming along? Because I said the problem there is that you need the points for a different reason to us. And wanting the points to stay up 
rather than wanting, and it shouldn't make any difference, but it's that little extra incentive other than, well, yeah, we're, we're safe, we're going to go, we're playing for Europa or Champions League, you know, the fact that you're trying to stay up. And, you know, do you look, when you were playing Leicester, did you think like, ooh, you know, this is Leicester, they're having a bit of a, an up-and-down season? I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have gone out and said they're having an up-and-down season, but it, it goes back to what you said, of that sometimes it can be a bit of an arrogance about, you know, you're up there mm. and then you look at the table before game. Oh, we've got Burnley. They're not playing that well. And as much as, you know, we all know footballers have to be on their A game and whether they're not, yeah. whether they are or whether they're not, a manager will come out and defend his team. It's a it's a gaffer's job. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's got to be something in, in, in a player's mindset that goes, oh, I can just sort of play my own game and the result will come because they're not thinking about other players or they're just thinking, you know, I can play for me. I'll do what he says, but I'll play at my own pace because at the end of the day, we've got this game in the bag. And when you've got a team like us that sometimes can just turn up unexpected, you know, like we did against Wolves, nobody expected that result. No, no. And and I think I don't even think the players did because like you say, you're, still, you're 4-0 up, 87 minutes in, you're still playing it to corner flag. That says something about how our season's yeah. been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, and it's all about, obviously, scoring goals. And, and you, you mentioned this before. I mean, you know, you're a top scorer. And then this is just the league. This isn't Cups or anything like that. Yeah. Chris Wood, your top scorer, 12. Jamie Vardy for us, 15. Our second striker... Kalichi uh, Nacho got 12, the same as Chris Wood. Your second striker got three. I know. And, and Kalechi, the first half of the season, was having 10 minute cameo roles. Harvey Barnes got nine and he was out for most of the season. Now, I don't know about your injuries, but you know, when your second and third scorers have got three, that's always going to put your team into, into trouble. Yeah, massively. Um, we we were very weak at the beginning of the season. We had mass injuries to big players. We had, we'd lost mm. Ben Mee. We had no Tarkowski. Hope had little niggles here and there. Uh, Jack Cork was out. Westwood was sort of not fully fit, but was able to play. Mm. When you're playing a centre-back partnership, of, it even sounds a bit more like, you know, it just sounds ridiculous. You've got Phil Bardsley on the right because Lawton were uh, a bit... You know, I had a few issues. Um, Barnes at the start as well had a bit of a groin injury, um, if I'm uh, if I stand corrected. And then mm-hmm. we had people like, I think we had Jimmy Dunn and Kevin Long at the back. And it was so hard to watch because you're like, oh my God, you know, are these lads, I know Kevin Long's been at the club, his longest serving player, but he's sort of been a bit part player that's, accepted that he knows that he's a bit part player and he's yes. just enjoying he's there for the rad so in my opinion yeah rich asks here rich good evening rich and also good evening to jordan and michael as well uh rich anyone got any football questions i can use in tonight's podcast rich um what was it like getting knocked out of the fa cup in the quarterfinals by the eventual winners there you go that's the question for you mate <laughs> 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 oh, did, I, did I say that out loud? I'm really, I'm really sorry, Rich. <laughs> you know, um, talking about uh, tacklers, I mean, Wilfred Indeed, he was our top 
Tackler, we missed him when he was out. My God, did we miss him? Although Men Mendy did a, a fine job when he came in. Um, again, though, you look at our second and third, you know, Yuri Tillemans, 86. Um, James Justin, for me, he only played sort of two-thirds of the season, but he, to me, was our my player of the season, I've got to be honest with you. And James, we're going to come on to James Tartoski in a, in a second, but again, you know, those are stats that need to improve. You know, your top tackler there, 66, only just slightly better than a guy from us, who, although you did say James was out for a bit of the season as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is disappointing. I mean, Matt, Matt Taylor, uh, Matt Taylor uh, Matthew Lawton, sorry, has been a sensation this season. Um, mm. When we lost Jeff Hendrick and he went on to Newcastle, he was sort of like the scapegoat. Every, you know, he only had to do one bad pass, and the fans wrote his game off. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people was going to sort of start writing Matthew Lawton off. Yeah. And he sort of before anybody could even say anything about him, he's already, you know, established himself and was was getting forward. You know, we all season this season we've not had a right midfielder. We've been having to play a centre mid at right mid. Uh, mm -hmm. Goodmanson's been out. You know, Brady's been released now, but he's had glass ankles for God knows how many seasons. It's, you know, so he's had the opportunity to sort of tell the centre mid to sort of drop back a bit. And he's he's been the one that sort of engines down that right-hand side. Yeah. And it, it, it's been brilliant to see. But, yeah, um, Tarkowski's... Uh, yeah... Oh, hold on to that thought for one minute yeah, because I will. I, I did warn you at the start that we were going to uh, going to mention him. We'll just take a very quick ten second break and we'll uh, maybe have a chat about uh, our, our Mr. Tarkovsky. Till I Die TV, the home of the FA Cup winners 2021. Oh, and we have a Premier League trophy too. Again, don't know if that played well, but um, I do. I do like to rub in what we win. We don't win much, so it's nice to to rub it in when we do. But so James Tarkovsky, it started again. The links are coming up, and even in now, I was looking at the Burnley Express. I mean, I say I used to work there. Uh, no, Chris, the the main sports writer there, very well still. And um, you know, in their rumours. They've got us as the as the favourites to get him, and I mean, I'm looking here, and he must be your player of the season. You know, most tackles, most area battles won, most clearances. Any team would be happy with him. Massively, and I don't understand. It, this is what shocks me about why he doesn't get into the England setup because mm. he's one of the best English defenders in the Premier League. Yeah, pardon me, and. Um, God, them cans of gassy. Um, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> well, it's, it's coming just, up that end. It'll be all right, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, he's... Him... I mean, uh, from a bad season perspective and things like that, he's got to be up there. Chris Wood for his goals. Nick Pope for some of the saves that have kept us in games. That's yeah. three players there. Three massive players. Um for me, I can't say anything more than I'm, I'm resigned to losing him now this summer. Yeah. It's it, it it's a shame to say, but uh, I think that I think this is the last time. We'll, I don't think we'll see him in a preseason friendly. Put it that way. I mean, 
I think it was us and West Ham that Chris was linking uh, linking him to. Um, he'd, he'd be confused if he played for West Ham. He'd still think he was playing for you with the Claris and Blue, wouldn't he? But um, this time last year, we were heavily linked with him. Um, I thought I was going to um, sign him. I wanted to sign him. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, he's like you say, he's a good defender. He's, he's only 28, I think, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's still got a bit of time on his side. We obviously went and signed for Fana. And I have to be honest with you, I'm sorry, mate. He, he, he was fantastic. For the money we paid for him, which was less than Sean was asking for, for James, he has been totally amazing. And my son wanted uh, Wesley for Fana. And I had to admit, we probably made the right decision at that time. That said, We've seen with the injuries, as most teams have this season, that we were short at the back. You know, Wes Morgan um, is is retired now. Christian Fuchs, although he's left back, he's retired. And Marty leaves a lot to be desired at times. So I can see us going in for him. You're resigned to, to letting him go. The rumours are that I'm reading, and I don't know how true this is, that Sean Dyche was going to keep him another season, let him possibly lose him on a free, rather than sell him now and get some money. That That's kind of Irish, isn't it? Yeah. Um, for a club that for a club that's always, well, in the recent years, said that we don't need to sell anybody. But yeah, if we don't need to sell anybody because we've got money there, why aren't yeah. you spending it? Why aren't you strengthening in areas that we are looking like League One, League Two? Mm. You know, it, it, it's 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 abysmal sometimes. Um, I've been screaming out for a pacey striker since we lost Andre Gray. That's not it never happened. You know, uh, yeah. that little that sort of little and large used to work for us. You know, you had the likes of Sam Vokes and a nippy Danny Ings. You had the yeah. same with you know Vokes with Charlie Austin, it, 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 and then uh, again Vokes with Andre Gray. But yeah. the, the sort of thing that gets me about the Tarkowski thing is now that the new chairman's in, why can't he sit down with him and his representatives and say, look, the numbers you were offered by the last chairman, explain to me what those were, explain to me what your demands are, and we'll see if we can find a middle ground. Now, whether that's happened or not, I'm not too sure. But Surely, tying him down to a, another contract, again, as well, tying Sean Ash down to a contract as well would be a big sign in this um would be a sign in itself this year with only a year left. Yeah. But, yeah, if you've got the money and you, and you don't need to lose a player, then give him a contract for another, for another year on top. And at least then next year, say, look, We've had this year out here because we wanted to see what, what we could do and progress with the summer of the new chairman. If it doesn't mm -hmm. work out or we have another season where we're 17th and languishing, you get, you, you'll get you get your move. You know, you can go on that with our blessing. Yes. But it seems like, you know, he's even come out as Tarkowski and said that I was offered a deal. I was offered terms that were not on my say-so. It was, you know, the money's there, blah, blah, blah. But the club wanted that option of extending it. And he didn't want that, which is fair enough. You know, a player would want to take, at 28 as well, yes. would surely want to take a hold of his own career and go, look, I don't want it being in the club's hands. I want it being in my hands. I want that power. So fair play to him. I mean, he's been an absolute, just a standing player. And but do then, you think... 
So I'm going to say, do you think that Leicester is the sort of club that would attract him? Yeah, I'd say so. Why not? Why not? Mm. I, I mean, it were only a couple of seasons ago. I thought, oh, he could probably fit in at Spurs as like a Vertonghen, sort of, uh, you know, a, a change yeah. for Vertonghen. But then, you know, sometimes people look at players like that and think, nah, he's not going to get that move. Um, yeah, I don't see why not at Leicester. I think mm. he has got that sort of hardball defensive type that Wes Morgan had. You know, that, that's yeah. a bit sort of like old school, but then he's also got them few tricks up his sleeve, you know, of, for the modern game. Yeah. Where he fits in is another question, you know, with Fafana, Sayunku, or Sayunku, whatever he's called. Um, do, do, do you think he would be Sayunku? I, I know. I, why, can't I, why can't we just sign Chris Woods again? I can say Woods, you know. <laughs> but, you know, or Woods, I should say. But it. Do you think, because if he comes to Leicester, and what people are saying is that he wouldn't necessarily be a starter, but we're, we're playing on four fronts. You know, we've got um, the two Cups, as long as we're in them, of course. We've got the Premier League, and we've got the Europa League. And you're going to get niggles. And, you know, a player that plays on a Thursday in the Europa League, you know, might not be fit for the second. Would he come to us knowing that he might only be like the second choice, if you like, as in, you know, having said that, maybe Europa League's not a bad second choice if he's picked for that. No, um, no. Or would he, would he say, like, I want to go, I want to be starting, you know, what, what kind of, I mean, I don't know how well you know him, but what sort of lad is he? Uh, I mean, he, he seems loyal enough. Um, yeah. I say that, but then I can also contradict that statement because when we signed him from Brentford, he said that, oh, his back were playing up and oh, his leg was a bit dodgy and and he sat out of a game and the next minute he was announced by Burnley Football Club and, you know, in the summer mm. he, he started coming out, in not in the summer, in January, sorry, he's like, oh, I'm going to have to sit out of a few games, I've got, I'm a bit, feeling a bit jaded and we're thinking, hold on a minute, you've, you, you've played this one before, you can't cry wolf a second time, don't, you know, yes. it was sort of like that. So, we were sort of resided to losing him in January and when we didn't, it was almost like, oh, right, okay. Um, mm. But fair enough. I mean, why not? He's got a lot of things. Uh, he's got to look and think, right, 28, I've probably got, what, a good solid four years before my football career starts deteriorating. If I want to kick on now, I, I need to, you know, progress and push on. So why not a team like Leicester? I mean, if he's going to get in and play first-team football week in, week out, you could see it more at West Ham because are they yeah. going to stick with Dawson? Probably, uh, potentially. But then you've got the likes of Og Bonner who aren't really, you know, pulling up, you know, anything yeah. apart from, you know, probably hamstrings. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's one of them. I think I think Leicester is a good fit though and I think it's it's good for his chances of England selection. It's yeah. good for him to push on and he's got that quality around him that maybe push him on to the next level. You know, when you've we, got that as well around you. Yeah. It's it's strange. I mean, he goes with our well-wishers and, it, you know, I've read that apparently they've already agreed, you know, terms. It's a case of pretty much it's the club I, that I, need to agree. I read that but... today, yes. Yeah, it's just a case of price, yes. Yeah, which we're hoping will be a little bit cheaper now that he's only got one year left on his contract. Well, but... well I've said if we get anything mm. near, if we get at least 25 million minimum, mm. for me, for what he's done and the player that he is, I I'd take that. 
I'd, I'd be happy yeah. with that. Talking of, I'd be happy with that because you wanted 40 last summer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Talking about players leaving because, like, you know, we're, we're, we've, we say the same now. We're, we're, we've gone from the club we used to be, which is we're having to sell players to survive and to keep going, uh, to a club we don't have to sell now. But every club's got its price. You know, every, every player's got the price. We didn't have to sell Harry Maguire. And I think you could see that, that, you know, if United, if you want him, you've got to give us 80 million. And they gave us 80 million. And we're going to say, no matter how good a player is, goodbye. But... It's also the same with managers, and we touched on it earlier about Sean Dyche leaving. I mean, everybody and his dog, if there's a manager's job going, oh, Brendan Rodgers would be a good fit for that. Brendan Rodgers would be a good fit for that. What do you think about him? He's come back down. He didn't quite do it with Liverpool. Um, He got them to to, to the second that one season. Did it at Celtic, but as I always say, you and me could probably do it at Celtic, especially when Rangers were even in in, in the same league. Um. Can you see him being at Leicester for a while, or do you think his head will get turned? Maybe not now, because he's in the middle of a project, but maybe next season, or, or do you see him, you know, going now? I, I can't see Rodgers leaving. I think hmm. it, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit similar to Sean Dash, the Sean Dash situation with us, hmm. that he's not just a manager, he's not just there to take control of a team of players. He's building a legacy off the pitch as well as on it. Um, and why would you want to leave Leicester? Mm. I mean, if if you were some, if you was a club that was on the stock market, Leicester would be at least one of the top clubs for for growth yeah. in recent years. You know, if people were yeah. thinking, you know, Spurs, you know, when he were linked with Spurs job, why would he want to go there? Why? Yeah. There's there's yeah. nothing there. There's no terms of growth. They've gone through Mourinho. They've gone through flaming probably every other name they could think of and and now they've had to resort back to that, some Chelsea region. his first channel I went on that was saying oh he's coming to us and I, I said exactly the same why <laughs> no I, I agree it's the, it, steady mm. progress at Leicester and it's working for him um, yeah. and fair play to him because again he's another manager that okay he sounds like he's just woke up when he's talking in interviews <laughs> uh, and that he couldn't be bothered speaking but other than that he, you know, I suppose it's a lot different to a person. The team whose manager sounds like he needs a fisherman's friend every time. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> even, don't even go there. That guy at least sounds like he smokes 20 a day. And that he's like, he does. He sounds like he's just come into the room after his missus has just pinned him against wall going, who were you talking to? Who have you been texting? Yeah. But going on to Sean Dyche then, um, you, you, you were said it right at the start, I think, hinted, you were worried about holding on to him. Um, Pardon me. Do you, do you th- sorry? No, oh, it was just me. Oh. It's coming up again. Oh, is it? Sorry, I, thought, I thought you were sort of doing one of those sort of Arsenal coughs then, you know. <laughs> but do, do, you see, I don't know, and no disrespect to Sean Dyche, that I can't see Sean Dyche at a Liverpool or a Chelsea or a Man City. Um He's got obviously he's been at Burnley a while now. You stuck with him when he went down, he brought you back up. He is keeping you up season in, season out. If he was to go to a club like a say a palace or a wolves that that, that are managerless at the moment, he's he's gonna be no I wouldn't say any better off than he is at Burnley at the moment. No, I think pa- the palace one when he was linked there is such a sideways move. 
and mm. it would be very reminiscent of when Coyle left us for Bolton. Yeah, it's like we it's like we said we owe Coyle. I mean, this is a guy that's left to go to a club where he, he he's what he played. I think he scored twenty nine goals for him. Oh, that makes you a legend, does it? <laughs> that makes you a, that makes you a club legend. I mean, if that makes you a club legend at Bolton, I mean, to be fair, Warburton's. It is probably more famous in Bolton than it is than Owen Coyle is. But yeah, it, they it got some big names when... doing the adverts now, though. Well, yeah, true. That's true. Um, that's because they, that's because they're getting paid the bread. That's why. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Very true. But, but um, yeah, sure. I mean, I could see him going to a, a side like Everton, but then at the mm. moment, with the way that Everton, to be fair, I say that. But I was I'm I'm talking the Everton of when it was sort of left by David Moyes. Yeah. Now it's a bit different. They've got the the money with Mashiri. Is it Mashiri? I think and Kevin like, yeah. sort of understood yeah. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, now that they've got that bit of money behind them, would they go for someone like Dash? And I, I don't think they would. Probably um, not. And that was a huge surprise, Ancelotti. I mean. <laughs> You know, and, I can, I can like understand said, why. I can understand oh, why he went you, back to Madrid. You've got to look at Madrid, haven't you? And you've got to say, yeah. I mean, you know, football is like that, that chart where you've got like one bird at the top and there's birds going down and each one shitting on the one below. And uh, and that's football for you. And no matter how big you are, no matter how big Man United think they are, they lose um, Christian Ronaldo to Real Madrid. No matter how big Liverpool think they are, they lose Coutinho to Barcelona. It will always happen, you know. And um, well, yeah, the the thing I get with Ancelotti is, what would you what would you rather do? Would you rather look out your office window and see, you know, San Sea and Sangria, or look out your window at Goodison and see some Chavwee's t-shirt off and a tag round his leg bleeping like mad because he's got to be home for nine? You know what would you? I'd definitely rather be in Madrid. <laughs> but the thing is, you're not going to get. You know, if if ever you got a flat tire in uh, in Liverpool, you know you can always get a, <laughs> a replacement one because somebody's always running around with a tire from somewhere. But hey, we 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 we're being very. Um, what's the word? Uh, there's a word for it. Stereotypical or something like that. But, um, I I want I want to thank you for coming on, but I just want to leave with this. And it's not going to be quick, but I want to try and make it quick because then we're conscious of the time. Um, it's not a problem. I've got all time at world for you, Chris. You know, brilliant. Thank you, mate. VAR. Um, we've, we've, as all clubs have, we've benefited from it. I mean, you know, in, in just just in case Melina is still watching, I don't know if she is, but just let you know, we 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 won the FA Cup this year, by the way, Melina. You know, she does she <laughs> she likes me to remind her because she does she does forget, you know. But um, I forgot what my point. Oh yeah, the video. We nearly lost it at the end because we'd got all our strikers off. We'd got all the defenders on. Chelsea had gone the other way. Chilwell went off celebrating. And I said at the time, that is such a tight call. But if it's if they stick to what they've done all season, it will be offside. If they yeah. look at it and go, oh, it's the cup final and what should we allow it, then it will be allowed. They didn't. They went with the way they've done. But... I know I say we've benefited from it and we've also suffered with it. Every team has. But I think all of us, and I, I kind of, I know why it came in because, you know, we, we were always blaming the referee. 
you know, the refs didn't know what they're doing, that they weren't any good. Now we're blaming VAR, so it's just we've just shifted the blame. But it isn't with the VAR, is it? It's with the rules. The rules aren't, you know, it's like trying to put Mercedes tires on a mini. Yeah. Yeah, Which I probably do exactly, in Liverpool, let's be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's, it's, there's something that's got to be done with it, hasn't it? For the good of the game. I mean, it, why does VAR work in rugby but doesn't work in football? The mm. reason is, as you say, because they keep chopping and changing and tweaking the rules, season in, season out. What's handball? What's not handball? You know, can you have your think? Can you go and have a manicure? Or are you going to be offside if you do? <laughs> You know yeah. what the situation is getting ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. You have benefited. I will go back to that Chris Wood goal that should have gone in, and Johnny Evans just flapping like a lost chicken being chased. Don't know dropping. what you mean. Don't know what you mean. Oh, that was, that well, was I do. Well, Chris, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought no, you said um, you. I thought you said you didn't. You'd forgotten the games. <laughs> uh, the, the more you talk about them, the more you remember. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, it's it, it's been so it, it needs tweaking a lot and it doesn't yeah. help because it you know it don't take a genius me and you could be sat in a pub watching a game and the fact that you hear such and such like oh right Andre Mariner's referee in the game but um, someone like I don't know and you get a list of names going for you you know one of his mates is yeah. at Stockley Park yeah um, like John Mike Moss Dean. or something yeah or Mark yeah. Dean and. Yeah. They're sort of there and just, you know, as soon as the referee gives that call, it's a case of are they going to back him up so he don't look like an idiot because he's, mm. a, he's one of the better referees of the Premier League. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't mm. be like that at all. If, if they think he's got it wrong, then call it. You're not exactly yeah. telling him he's got it wrong. You're just telling him that you've seen it back firsthand on a screen and that's what it's there for. You're not yeah. there to tell the referee that they're doing the wrong job. You're there yeah. to just say, look, from the blind eye, I can see where you're coming from. From the angle that we've got here, uh, it's concrete. And if you're not too certain, there's always the screen there for you to go and view it yourself. Yes. But for us, oh. it's this, and we'll leave you to make your own judgment. But they don't. Yeah. Half of the no. time, they just let the referee pick what he wants and then sort of just go, right, sure call. If you want to give it a go screen, you can. And yeah. half the time, they just go, right, well, I'll just take it how I did. I mean, I, it... They need to make the rules, I think, fit VAR because, yes, I can see the VAR and, you know, why we, we wanted it, why we sometimes need it. It's like the goal line technology, you know, is the ball in, isn't the ball in, you know, it, it rings if it's gone all the way over the line. Unless you're in Aston Villa. Unless you're at Aston Villa. Well, this is this is very true. You, you've you've been on the on the bad end of a few, haven't you? <laughs> but uh, but no, it, I I just think I can say they need to sort the offside rule out. What is and isn't offside for me? It's just where your foot is. The foot that is on the ground. Where is where is that? You know, um, you know the, the way that these lines are getting so close. And like you say, maybe. We know VAR can see it from different angles. That's what VAR is there for. And I don't think they necessarily need to overrule the referee. But like you've just said then, Dan, it's, hang on, we've seen it from this other angle. You need to go and have another look at it. But always make sure that the ref goes and maybe have another look at it and he makes that decision about whether to change his mind. But but we, I think I think as fans, whether it's Liverpool, Man United, Burnley, Leicester, we're all agreed 
something needs to be done with VAR before the start of next my, season. My only problem I have with it is that it wasn't intended to be used for, you know, offsides when it comes to no. goals. It wasn't used. It wasn't there to be used for build up to goals. I mean, it was meant to be used to sort of stop the stop diving in the game. Yeah. And it and it's changed nothing in terms of diving. We can see yeah. when it's a dive. And I think, to be honest, that's a rule that needs changing. I think diving now needs to be wiped out. And if they're going to wipe it out, then it needs to be straight reds for people caught diving. Yes. I think because people will nip it in the bud. Yes. You know, like you say, they can see it straight away with the VAR. There should be messaging the ref and saying, when you know when, when when the ball goes out of play or you've got to stop it, go back and you know, like you say, send him off for diving. But something definitely, definitely needs to be done. And we did say we would mention this, and and that was I said that was the VAR. Um, but oh, I pressed the wrong one there. This is um, European Super League. Embarrassing. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I've had um, I've had longer um, nights with the misses than uh, than that lasted. I mean, it, I haven't. It... <laughs> <laughs> I have, which was very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate, couldn't resist that. Couldn't resist. <laughs> so, well, you put me off now. Um, <laughs> and memories, memories are coming back. <laughs> But it it would have killed off footballers we know it in this in this country, wouldn't it? I mean, if they were going to go, we would have developed a new big six. You know, we would have developed yeah. new rivalries. But it isn't football. Football is about the fans. The fans couldn't afford to go to away games. You know, when the when they're in Valencia rather than them being in Manchester or somewhere. And you haven't got that. I think you, you wouldn't see the Jamie Vardy's coming through like we have done uh, and players like that. And, you know, I I was, you know, I thought, I've got to be honest with you, that the, the, the fans of the big six would want it because, yeah, we're going to be playing these big clubs all the time. But, my God, it brought all the fans together, didn't it? Yeah, it was massive. I mean, mm. you've got Man United playing Liverpool and you've managed to stop a game that, yeah, it usually plays out to be some sort of like nil-nil. It's a ball fest that Sky drag on about for weeks. But, yes. But it's one of them games where fans of both clubs came together, put rivalry aside and was, you know, this was something bigger. This wasn't yeah. about two teams hating each other. This was about two sets of fan bases uniting against greedy owners, against people trying to just get away. They, they, they didn't care about football. They didn't care about the pyramid. They didn't care about you know the teams that they were they were going to leave behind, you know that it, it's it's disgusting the way that they've gone about it and how quickly they went about it. Mm. You know this is a process that behind closed doors has clearly been spoken about very thoroughly, and they've gone into it and thought that fans would buy into it because it's a case of oh yeah I'd love to see us playing Barca and Real Madrid and Inter and AC and all that stuff season in season out. No, it's boring enough when you see United at the same league as Barcelona at Champions League sometimes. Because yes. all you hear about is, oh, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer winner in such and such. And mm. you're just like, for Christ's sake, like, yeah. it, it's bad enough just having it that one season, you know. And that's why we enjoy, you know, like we had an All English final. Um, yes. 
when those moments come about. But I, I'm still surprised why there's not been any repercussions for those clubs. That that's that's been a big thing for me because it it, it sticks with me the likes of Bury that no longer exist. Mm. You know, they had an owner that came in and he ruined them. But at the end of the day, you know, they 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 had to they had to liquidate. Yes. Yeah. Get, slapping a fan, slapping a fan on these big clubs is like paying out pocket money. So that's not good enough in my opinion. No. Docking points, potentially, potentially docking points would be a, a, a good one. I'm not saying demote them because, you know, they'd just come straight back up. Well, Arsenal and Spurs might not, but, you know, they'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd come back up, a few of them. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's just demoralising what they've, what they've done and the, it, the respect that they've shown to the other clubs. Um, and, you know, that old thing that they used to have in the 90s where managers, when they used to face each other at games, would go into their offices after games, have a drink together. Yeah, you know, Fergie would get the glass of red out and probably offer you an, a, a Wrigley's, you know, chewing gum <laughs> afterwards. But but you know, have it, you heard the latest rumours apparently that it was it was only one piece of chewing gum that he had for like twenty odd years. <laughs> Bloody hell! So is so his his record was longer than the girl from Willy Wonka, then, weren't it? Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> funny thing, funny, actually, you just reminded me, and I'm just trying to see, and, and I can't find it there, to be honest. I, I've lost it now, but it was asked by somebody earlier, and my I, I get with the points deduction, but I can't see the FA slapping a fine on any of these clubs big, or doing anything because the clubs will just go, they'll get good lawyers and they'll tie the FA up in court for, for ages and cost them a fortune. Leicester and, Leicester and Chelsea were fighting after that after the uh, league game following on from the FA Cup. And, of course, we all remember the, 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 the Tottenham-Chelsea fight when the, the night that, 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 that we won the title because it was a draw. And they've, they've been in a lot of trouble since then, Chelsea, and they were threatened with a points deduction if it kept on going. This has been about the fourth or fifth time they've been hauled before the FA. They still only got a fine. Should they have had a points deduction? And this is just me grabbing at the chance that I might still get a Champions League place here for Leicester if they do. <laughs> no, I think I think they, I, I think they should do, yeah. I mean, mm. we've seen that they, didn't they, they had a ban at one point, didn't they, where they couldn't sign anybody. They, yeah. they, they got put under a transfer embargo. So, sort of, why not? Is is it is it the only reason why Chelsea got put under that? Because Chelsea at the time, okay, they come in, they come into money, yeah. But there wasn't, there wasn't sort of the big earners that have been around for years, you know, splashing the cash at the time, yeah. So my, you know, it makes it makes you think. But my, my uh, I agree with you. That... I do agree with you. I do think there should there should have been some repercussion there. See, I, I'm not because you could say, well, you know. Do you then deduct points about Leicester? But you can say, well, it was our first offence, so maybe not. My only worry with that is that the people you're punishing really are, yes, you're punishing, you know, say Chelsea financially because they're then in the Europa League, not in the Champions League, but then you're punishing the fans. Yeah, but then I think half of the fans understand that, mm. you know, it, it, that's again what takes me back to the day, you know, the likes of Wigan, uh, Darlington, uh, Bury. That have that have all suffered AFC Wimbledon, you know they, they've yeah. they've they've sort of well Wimbledon FC as they were called then, but 
you know, they, they've started to rebuild. You know, obviously there's the franchise mm. of MK Dons that came off the back of that, but but um, yeah, these clubs have all suffered. Their fan bases mm. have had to go through hell. You know, and yeah. United, have, United have lost fan base. That's why Salford City's here. Because that was yeah. funded by a fan base that didn't yeah. agree with what the you know the Glazers move and everything else, and they're sort of you know building. So, yeah, I, I mean, if, if it's a case of thinking about the fans, and that's the reason why they haven't done it, then that that's that's shameful. Mm. That's really shameful. Good evening, Doug. How's it going, Doug? Late as always, just as we're finishing. <laughs> oh, it's typical. He always sneaks up at last minute. He's, funnily enough, he's done that this season, his team, haven't they? They've snuck up last minute. I'm going to say, I, I could say something, but you've done it for me. So, Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Dan, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. I love these conversations, and I love them especially with clubs, because like I say, I don't see us as a big club. And it's nice to have these chats with, you know, the likes of, like, say, the Burnley. And I, you know, still see us as, as that sort of size club. I can remember growing up, like I say, both my son's first football games were at, um, were at Burnley. Um, I did go on to work with Blackburn Rovers, but I keep that a bit shush. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but I did. I remember, I remember the kids saying, like, right, kids, you were born in Burnley. Now you can support Burnley because... You were born here. I'll allow that. You support Leicester because your dad supports Leicester, but you ain't you ain't supporting Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, or any of the big teams just because they're on telly. And no, they had totally the good agree, sense. To, they had the good sense to support Leicester. But Dan, <laughs> give us a shout out for your new sites again. So yeah, it's uh, Turfmore House TV, um, and yeah, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and mm-hmm. on YouTube, and uh, yeah, just we'll follow back. We're not, we're not nasty. We, we, we won't. <laughs> you're not proud, are you? No, no, no. So you yeah, follow anybody? Just... You're a Twitter yeah, follower, really? I will. You? Oh, I am. Oh, don't do it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just yeah, say, no, Doug? Thanks, thanks a lot. Is that is, Doug? I just want to know if that's what he says to his wife every night. <laughs> 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 and mate, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to next season, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll pop up on a, on some of the channels and bump into each other again before. Definitely, then. definitely. I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of the sun, guys. So, <laughs> hey, you're going to put the hat on with it. Come on. Oh, uh, hold on then. My mum's going to my mum's going to hate me for this. <laughs> yeah, he claims it's his mum's, but yeah. Yeah, this is there this is are. what I turned on to earlier. I've got to be. Honest. I turned on. Oh, he definitely and, turned on. He was definitely turned on. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, on that, I can. I can. I should have muted you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, mate, you know, um, all I'm going to say is, what do each of us look like now? <laughs> I didn't have a Burnley kit, so I thought I'd play, I thought I'd turn up like Burnley did towards back end of the season and just be on the beach. I just thought it was your weekend look, to be honest with you, but there we go. It usually <laughs> is, but I've got a top underneath, so I thought I'd change it up a bit. Uh, mate, take care, stay safe. Thanks very much. Uh, you see too. you Thanks next season, on, definitely, and probably see you before then. Thanks yeah, for coming massively. on. All the best. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Take care. Thanks a lot. You too.
Cheers. Oh, thanks to Dan there. Um, not sure about his dress sense. I think we're going to have to uh, have to leave that out. <laughs> not mention that. Um, I just be honest. I'd love. I'd, I sound like Kevin Giggy now. I'd love it. I'd love. I would love Burnley now to run out for a pre-season friendly wearing that just to see what he says. <laughs> I can't see it happening though, can you? Oh, I can't. Hey, we're just going to do this, and then um, if I can press the right button, and then I can tell you what's coming up next week. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. Leicester Till I Die TV, home of the FA Cup winners. I'll never get bored of watching that. We're going to be back on Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, it's Craig, uh, Dean and myself. And what we're going to be doing is going to be quite interesting. Pop in and join in with the chat because we're going to be picking our ultimate Leicester City 11, our Leicester City starting 11. Basically, we're going to have a formation, which will be 3-5-2. You've got to have at least five current Leicester City players in there. But the other six can be players from any club that you want to buy that up to 30 million. So you can't go out and buy a Messi, unfortunately, or Ronaldo or Aguero, but players up to, say, let's say, like Tarkovsky, but would you drop one of our current players, Evans or Fofana, to bring him in? That's a dilemma that Dean and Craig are going to be trying to get their heads around on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Guys, thanks for not tonight. Oh, thanks for not. Thanks for tonight for uh, watching, joining in. And thanks, like I say, to Dan from um, Turf Moor House TV. And I will see you on Tuesday night at 7. Have a good weekend and stay safe. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute.
or your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.